Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach, a mentor, a guide, and a student of life. I'm forever learning from the things around me, from the people around me, and I am on a mission to empower and inspire you, for you to be able to see your beauty, your worth, and your power. Definitely a big part of that is your personal power. Because for me, that was um, something that I really struggled with, was feeling powerful enough to start certain things, to stop certain things. And so we're going to be talking a little bit around the energy of addiction and how addictions can show up in our life and how I have gone about approaching different addictions. Um, I was addicted to cigarettes for so long and it was such a huge source of shame because I felt like I couldn't stop. And then the times that I did quit and then something would happen and I'd go back to them and I was like trying to convince myself that I'm like, oh, I'm just going to buy just this one puff. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's like this disposable, like, um, uh, disposable vape cigarette kind of a thing, you know? So it's like quick and easy and fast to purchase. It's not cheap actually, but it just was really easy to negotiate with myself and justify just this one time, just this one time. And then it, it, it was doing something for me. So I think it's important to remember that whenever we're doing something, even if it's not serving us, like maybe it's not serving your health, it's serving some purpose. And that's why we keep doing it, right? And so what cigarettes and nicotine, whether it be, you know, cigarettes or vaping, what that was doing for me was helping me avoid painful emotions. It was masking things I didn't want to feel and giving me something to do instead. Uh, I, I had, um, I don't remember where I heard it, to be honest. I wish I could remember where I heard it so I can credit them. It might've been Deepak Chopra, um, who's like a meditation and spirituality teacher. I think it was him, but I don't remember just being totally honest. But he said, if you want to know why you're doing something, go 15 minutes beyond the urge and all the thoughts and emotions that come up is the reason why you're doing it. So that really was interesting to me because in my mind, I'm like, what am I trying to avoid? I think I've already dealt with the grief or I've dealt with the pain or I've dealt with past traumas. Like, why do I keep reaching for this thing that I feel embarrassed about? I'm hiding. I'm not telling anyone I'm doing it. Like it is a major source of shame because I knew it wasn't like in alignment with who I really was, you know, and it was definitely like there were times that grief was a big part of it where there was so much pain and grief that there was associations of like, I associated being in community with people I loved with smoking because me and all my girlfriends would sit around and have a beer and a cigarette, you know? So I had these strong positive associations with something that is negative. But one of the biggest things was learning how to remove, um, Okay, wait, let me back up to that thing, the whole 15 minutes thing. So whenever I would have the urge to smoke, I would be like, well, why am I having the urge? Is it just because I want it? Like I just do, right? It's like, no, there's something deeper there. It's like, okay, if I can sit with the urge and not go grab my keys and run to that liquor store, supermarket and buy that thing, if I could sit with this long enough and open up my journal and be like, what am I avoiding feeling right now that is making this urge to smoke so strong? 
what is coming up for me and opening the journal and having an open dialogue with myself and learning to ident like almost personify and separate that other part of you. Because part of you is like super controlled, super responsible, super wise. And then part of you is like super wild, wants to feel all the feels, you know, is more like that wild girl. And so opening a journal. And so for me, it'd be like, Kelsey, what is coming up? What are you feeling right now? Why is it that you're wanting this? What are you avoiding feeling? You know, and and I would sometimes out loud be like, no. I'd look myself in the mirror and be like, no, we're not doing that. And I I used to, there's a Mark Twain quote and I love it. It's like, quitting cigarettes is easy. I've done it thousands of times. <laughs> and that for me is true. I've done it so many times. And there was a while that I was afraid to talk about it because I was afraid of like almost like relapsing and it had so much power over me only because it had so much shame that came with it. I think that people that have shame around, and maybe you're not addicted to say cigarettes, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's work, like you're addicted to work. These are all agents to numb and avoid vulnerability. So whether you, it doesn't matter whatever it is, whatever there's a thing that you are reaching for that is putting up a layer of protection between you and what you don't want to feel, you know, there can be some addiction there that, you know, it's, it's a protection mechanism. It's numbing, you know, even like perfectionism can be a way to numb because we're trying to control the environment and we're trying to control how people see us and how, so one of the, so I'm just going to give like a couple tips that really helped me is removing the shame. So before I tried to remove the substance or I tried to remove the action, you know, maybe you're feeling like a workaholic or maybe you're feeling like an alcoholic or maybe you're feeling like, you know, maybe you're smoking so much it's interfering with things. You know, I don't believe that everyone, um, that I don't, I'm not saying like cigarettes are bad and vaping is bad. I'm not saying alcohol is bad. I'm not saying working is bad. Let's remove this idea that there's a good, bad, right or wrong. And instead, like think about our own personal journey of does this serve me and do I have this like feeling to want to let it go? And it's so personal, right? It, you know, because what is serving you or not serving you is not the same as someone else. So we can't get into this game of comparison. Um, instead, we just have to be really fucking honest with ourselves. of like, is there a part of me that wishes I didn't have this? And like, for me, I don't like the idea of being dependent on anything, you know? Um, and I had family members that, you know, they really struggled with addiction. And so it was really scary for me to think, am I going to be just like them? Like if they aren't strong enough to quit this, what makes me think I'm strong enough to quit this? So I started to build this identity around it. But then, um, you know, the more we hide something, you know, especially if you find yourself doing something and hiding or lying about it, that is your, um, that is telling you that there is shame around it. And addiction thrives in shame. When we are being quiet and silent and secretive, shame is like growing. Addiction is growing. And so I practiced removing the shame. And I'm like, what if I didn't feel bad about this? What if I just owned it, right? Certain people that I wouldn't normally vape in front of, I just started vaping in front of them and being like, yeah, I'm doing this right now. And starting to remove the shame and the more I started to remove the shame, 
it felt like the easier it was to start to let go of the uh, the nicotine, you know, of being like, you know, I don't need this. I know I don't need this. Like I am strong enough. Um, but I'm going to be totally honest. Like there is the three, it, your body needs three days. That's it. For any type of change that you want to make three days, your cells of your body will readjust. They're so resilient. They're so, they're so able to, um, to adjust, right? So it takes three days for you to get used to having something in your life. And it takes three days for your body to get used to having, to not having something in your life. But the time that I decided like, okay, this is it. I no longer want this in my life. I choose to release this and I never again want this in my life. And I love myself regardless. I love myself with it. I love myself without it. And I'm choosing to let it go. Are you ready to take the lead? Are you ready to find your voice again? Because Glow is a self-love mastermind and it is starting soon. One of the biggest issues I see is women trying to operate with masculine leadership instead of feminine leadership. If you're like me, you know that you can work hard, but sometimes it's hard to feel like it matters. We've mastered hustle and grind before we've mastered self-love, mindfulness, and soul expression. So don't worry, the feminine flow is very productive, but in a way that feels like creativity, that feels like freedom. And so if you are looking to cultivate this feminine leadership and to step into your self-love, there's a link in the show notes to learn more. When I had that conversation with myself, I, it was three days uh, of hell. It was so shitty. And so I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you and be like, just let it go. If it's great, you can do it. Yes, you can do it. And it's not great. It was so shitty, but I feel like for me, it had to be so shitty of like a withdrawal to remind me why I don't want it in my life. And if I'm hanging around people that are all smoking, I fucking want one. Not every time, but most of the time. So I'm not going to tell you that the cravings for it have completely gone away The physical cravings, of course, are gone, but the mental cravings are still there where I see people that have it. If I'm not around anyone that's smoking, then I don't even think about it anymore. Um, But there have been definitely times where I'm like, oh my God, I feel stressed out. I want to do something. I wish I could. And that's when I get to check in with myself of interesting. What are you avoiding feeling right now, Kelsey? Because my personality wants to always feel good, wants to feel something. And so if I start to feel any grief or pain or fear or discomfort, my first response, my natural response is to avoid and is to uh, cover up and is to numb, right? So my entire life has been a process of learning how to feel. And it's not about feeling better. It's about becoming better at feeling. Like write that down. It's not about feeling better. It's about becoming better at feeling because that's been the journey for me. And then being able to hold space for myself in that feeling without trying to mask it or cover it up or fulfill and occupy my time with something. Sometimes we do this in a healthy way, right? Have you ever been stressed out and then all of a sudden you start cleaning and you feel better? I used to envy those people. I'm like, I wish I would clean when I was stressed out. I self-destruct. 
I want to open a bottle of wine and eat 10 pounds of chocolate, you know, but there has been times where if I resist the urge to smoke and I resist the urge to get high in the middle of the day and I resist the urge, which in the past I didn't believe there's an identity. I didn't believe I was strong enough. So then I would give into it. But now I know I am strong enough and I know that that is just my body trying to avoid feeling something painful. So if I remind that version of myself that feels scared or feels um, uncomfortable that like, hey, you're safe, you could do hard things, you survive 100% of your days, your worst days, I'm right here, let's figure out what's going on. Because when we start to have clarity, there can be, um, it can bring a lot of uh, relaxation. Sometimes clarity can bring heartbreak when we realize what's actually going on. It's very difficult to be like, holy shit, is that, that's true for me. And that's really hard and that's really difficult. But once we have that clarity, we're less likely to want to, um, like mask it with whatever substance it is that you're wanting to let go of, whatever thing it is you're wanting to let go of. And so when we think about vulnerability and we think about, um, being with ourself, you know, it does feel like we're naked. It, fe- it can feel like kind of this panicky thing, but on the other side of it is liberation and freedom and feeling like, wow, I, I, I got through that, you know? And so for anyone that has been in the process of, um, detoxifying your life or in the process of creating better balance and boundaries with work or in the process of not overeating and like honoring your body, you know, whether that's alcohol, marijuana, cigarettes, food, whatever it might be. It, it, I just want you to a remove the shame and know that you are not alone. As much as you might think you're the only one experiencing it, I 100% promise you, you are not alone. And there's been others that have experienced this before too. So remove the shame before you try to remove the thing. Learn to love and accept yourself even with it versus I'll love myself when. Are you willing to love yourself even when you drink, even when you smoke, even when you overeat? Are you willing to love yourself even when? Okay, so that's the first part. And then the second part is sitting with the urges and learning how to journal it out or be with yourself and notice, okay, if I want to know why I'm doing this, if I go 15 minutes without doing it, all of the thoughts that come up is the thing I'm trying to avoid. Okay. Um, and then I would say the third part is opening up to one person that you trust about what you've been experiencing. Someone that you trust, someone that you know loves you and sees you and just not someone that you think is going to judge you because, you know, something that I've told people, I'm like, you don't have to judge me. I judge myself enough around this. I just need to be heard. And sometimes we have to tell people what we need before we start talking, right? Be like, Hey, I need to open up to you about something that's really difficult. And, um, and I need you just to listen. Can you do that for me? And let yourself be heard and say it out loud because oftentimes when we say out loud what we've been struggling with, it doesn't feel so fucking heavy. And I want to cry because I'm just thinking about times that I've let myself be heard and I've let myself open up to things that felt very sensitive and it just felt like this release, this weight that had been lifted off my shoulder and just letting myself be seen. And there's a lot of power in that. And if you feel like you don't have anyone that you can open up to, like, send me a message on Instagram. Like, let's schedule a call together. Like, if you guys have interacted with me online, there's been so many of you guys where I'm like, hey, let's hop on the phone. 
Do you have time tomorrow? Do you have time next week? Or here's a link to schedule a call so we can be able to go deeper on this topic because I am on a mission and I am committed to guiding you through your own self-love and your own personal empowerment, whatever that means for you, how to inspire and empower you so you can be able to love yourself and the people around you and you can be able to lead yourself and the people around you. That's the mission. That's why I'm here doing what I'm doing because I have felt powerless in relationships. I have felt powerless to substances. I have felt powerless to my, to feeling like I was flawed in some way, which wasn't true at all. Like there was a period in my life where I felt like maybe I'm not good at picking relationships and this is just going to be my reality. Don't ever settle in thinking that this is just how it is. No. Change is always available. Transformation is always available. Evolution is naturally happening. Nothing is permanent. Everything is, you know, in transition and temporary. But if you mentally and emotionally decide, oh, this is it, can't do anything about it, then that becomes your reality. But if you decide that, you know, I am not going to let this be it. I'm going to love myself through this process because I know that I can and I'm not sure how, but I believe it. And you wouldn't be giving, you wouldn't be given a desire to make a change if you weren't capable of making it. But the process of who you become in that change is your soul's journey, is your soul's evolution. You're supposed to experience this, this triumph, right? This feeling of defeat. And then the process of who you become and overcoming it becomes your hero story. It becomes that thing that can be I call it pain through purpose, where we get so much purpose when we learn how to heal through our our own pain. So you are strong, you are capable, you are worthy, and you can be, do, and have anything that you want in this world, okay? Oh man, I love you so much. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. If you know someone that needs to hear this, send it to them. Um, If you loved this episode, post it to your Instagram story or write a review on Apple Podcast. It means the world because so many people have found the show because of those things that you have done to support it. And so I appreciate you. Um, All right, guys, have a wonderful day. And I will see you on the next episode.